this is Alex Manu for the IBC Amina podcast. Hello, everyone. Uh, today, we're going to be talking certification, and we're joined by a person everybody will know, Michael. Michael Nord, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Michael, we're talking certification, um, and you've gone through the process. First of all, how did you find the process certification? Well, I think it's something you need to sort of uh, spend some time to wrap your head around of um, why you're doing it, how are you doing it, when are you doing it. Um, and a number of my peers in IPC uh, were going through the process, um, and I was listening to conversations and um, speaking to them about what it meant to them and how they did it. And uh, when I finally made the decision, I'm going to do it, um, I went on the GCCC website. Um, I read through the, the manual. Um, and I also got some advice from people who had done it. And most of that advice was about uh, if there are areas you don't know so much about because you don't work in them. So I don't work in crisis communication. Maybe it's time to a good time to read up on it, uh, or take a take a webinar, or attend a webinar, or take a course, or read a book, something, so that at least you have the basics of uh, all subjects in our in communications industry. Uh, and I think that was really good advice um, because it it sort of prepared my mind uh, before going into the exam. But then, of course, there's the whole process. You need to um, find out uh, how you fill in the application. You need to go back and look at your career. Uh, what kind of trainings have you done in the last couple of years, uh, both formal and informal? Uh, you also need a sponsor, so you need to find someone who would uh, write a letter of recommendation. And then you submit all the papers, and you get approved. And then the, the, the next step, of course, is finding the date. Um, but I think... Uh, once you get your head around it, once you got start focusing, I think it's quite an easy process. How did you find the exam? I know for many of us, exams are a scary thought, but um, you know, what was it like? What was the experience? I took the exam uh, this summer during the um, IBC World Conference in um, in Montreal, and uh, I was nervous. Um, I don't. I never liked exams. Uh, not even as a as a kid or as a as a teenager during my school exams, uh, unless it was a subject that I really felt comfortable in. Um, so it was mixed emotions, I must say. Uh, but I think the 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 organisers were very good at creating a serene and quiet atmosphere. There was uh, water in the room. Everyone had their own uh, laptop available to them. Um, and I think once you got going, the sort of the, the nerves uh, sort of settled. Um, the nerves came back though, um, after having done the whole, uh, all the 100 questions, the nerves came back because then you suddenly realize you still have time and maybe it's a good idea to go over the questions again. And then the nerves came because I started second guessing myself. Have I have I chosen the right answer? Uh, and I actually ch changed, I think, maybe 15, 20 of them. Um, and then I went through them again uh, and looked at them. And then after a little over two, two and a half hours, I said, okay, stop. 
and I handed in my my laptop and said uh, I'm done. Um, so uh, yeah, it's uh, I think it's interesting process because it makes you think about uh, what it is we do, uh, and some of the things we do we may not think about them every day because we just do them and we just do them based on experience and based on uh, how we've done it before. But now suddenly there is someone asking you, is this right or is that right? And then you really have to think about it. Uh, so um, I enjoyed it, I must say, afterwards. Uh, I enjoyed the most the, the drink I had with a few other people afterwards, after the exam, because there were other people in the room that I knew, and we went out for a drink afterwards, and, uh, and that was nice. And then you sit there comparing notes. Um, so yes, no, it was it was good. The benefit of hindsight is a wonderful thing. <laughs> Absolutely, and and of course, then you you sit with your colleagues and compare notes, and then you thought, oh, oh, I should answer that one one differently. Uh, you don't get the the results immediately. You have to wait in a, a week or so. Um, but um, I think it was uh, uh, yeah, it, I I sort of felt the. Uh, excitement and, and um, I wasn't sure, uh, but finally a week later I got the email that I had passed my exam and I was now an SCM, SCMP and I could add that to, uh, to my name. Uh, and immediately when I started tweeting and editing it on LinkedIn and on Facebook, etc., on social media, I got a lot of positive response. I also printed out the certificate and put it on my desk. Uh, a lot of uh, people uh, where I work uh, came up to me and asked, what is this and what have you been doing? And actually, my certificate hangs next to another certificate of another certification this year that I've been doing uh, in agile IT working. Um, so I think uh, when I look back, 2018 has been my year of certification. Uh, and I think I'm, I was a little hesitant at first, but now looking back, I think it's a good way approving to myself, but also uh, to my clients, to my colleagues, uh, that um, I am a professional. Uh, I know what I'm doing. Uh, and it also helps me to be more um, sellable, you can say, to, um, to clients, uh, to projects, uh, etc. So, uh, yeah. Well, I was going to ask about that because learning you know, we, we talk about lifelong learning, but it's it's not something that many of us or enough of us practice. So, you know, why did you feel as if you wanted to go back and, and do this? You know, you're a successful comms professional and you, you've achieved a lot, but this was something obviously that you felt you must do. Well, the, there was the peer pressure for sure, but there was also sort of the proving proven to myself and proving to uh, my surroundings um, that I can do it. Um, I think I'm at an age where going back to university may not be a, an option, um, even though I, I would like to spend more time studying. I do have a busy job. I also spend a lot of time, as you know, working for IBC. Um, so I thought certification, because it's, it's something you are already, uh, it's a, a subject you're already working in. Um, and it's, it also, with my other certification, I had to study. I, I had to find time to study and understand what agile working is. Um, and the, the, the certification for agile was way tougher because it's a subject that I'm new to. It's not a subject that I use every day. Um, but I did feel 
that it was the right time to do it. I took my MBA um, about 10 years ago, and I thought maybe now, 10 years later, it's, it's, it's a right time to do something else. Uh, and I think when the certification uh, started being promoted, I thought hmm, maybe uh, it would be good to do it. Uh, and I'm, I'm really happy I've done it because, as I said, it, it raised opportunities to have questions and, and conversations about uh, what is certification, uh, why should you do it, uh, and also, as, we, as I just mentioned, it helps advance my career. It helps me being seen by others as someone who has taken the, uh, the time uh, to, to prove my skills uh, and to be certified by uh, my peers. Um, so um, I think that's one of the main reasons. And what would your advice be to other communicators in terms of certification? Why does it matter to them as individuals? And also, as well, why does it matter to the industry? It matters to the industry because certification is global. We live in the global world, and I think some of the skills we have learned either at university or through work, um, even though they apply, it's difficult to put them down in paper and say, uh, I'm doing this, I'm working on this, because it may be different from one country to another. Um, but I think with a certification, you have a global framework, uh, you have a global certification uh, that allows you to go to any part of the world, to any industry, and say, listen, I know I've worked over here, but actually I have certification in what I'm doing. And it becomes, you, you become more sellable, as I said before, uh, when you... Um, when you apply for a job or when, um, when you, um, as in my case, as a consultant, when you are being proposed to a new project, uh, I think people will, will look at it and say, okay, he has, he's done that extra, he's gone that extra mile uh, and he's, he's, he's proven to himself and to the world that he knows what he's doing when it comes to, to communications. So we have a couple of uh, exams coming up uh, in the region. We have one in February uh, in Bahrain at Aminacom. Um, how should people begin this journey? I think uh, going on the DCCC website now, uh, start looking at the, the manual and some of the guidelines, but also read some of the blog posts. Uh, I posted a blog uh, post um, back uh, after my exam. And, and I think that takes you through the steps that I've been through. That, that doesn't mean they all apply to everyone, but it's a good way of thinking, how does this apply to me and how do I prepare myself for it? And then when you go through the manual, look at the topics that both the CMP and SCMP uh, covers and think of the ones that you don't work with on a day-to-day -day basis or maybe never even have been worked in or touched upon and think about how you can upskill in those areas whether they're webinars, whether there are training courses from the IABC Academy or from other sources that you could uh, upskill yourself and get more knowledge about uh, the topics that you don't work in on a daily basis. And then it's about preparing the, uh, the application, ensuring that you have all the paperwork in order, and then submit it, pay the fee, and then find uh, a date. And if that date is for the uh, in your region, uh, at, the, at, a, at a conference or a meeting, uh, and then go to that meeting, do your exam, wait a week, and you'll get the results. And then you're done. <laughs> exactly. Now, um, this doesn't mean you're done, because you actually have to do it every two years. 
the, the fee is different every two years because uh, you pay a basic fee to get registered and then you pay a smaller fee to do it again. Our industry is changing very fast. Technology is a big driver of the changes in, in our industry, communications industry. And it's important that we keep up to date. Um, and whether that's attending conferences, reading books, following blogs, um, listening to podcasts like this, whatever we do to, to, to scale up or scale up, um, we need to, to, to constantly train ourselves and be on the lookout for what is the next big thing. And the exams for the uh, certification will reflect that. So that means in two years' time, there will be different questions than the one I had in my exam uh, this year. Uh, so that would be another chance for me to prove to myself and to the outside world that I'm still on the top of my game. I'd love to say we're done, but as you rightly pointed out, Michael, we are never done. Um, thank you very much for your uh, discussion today. Um, I'm also certified, so you know, it's, it's good to have a conversation with somebody else in the region who's gone through the process, but we, we need more certified professionals, and uh, I hope that our discussion will help push others to uh, into that direction. Certainly. Thank you very much. And if people want to reach out to me on Twitter, uh, feel free. Uh, happy to have conversations about how I did it and also to give tips on uh, on how to do it. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much for joining us and thank you for listening to the IBC Meaning Podcast for this week. Have a good one and join us at the same time next week. Take care.